to be in church together and um, as we've just mentioned, we celebrated 40 years and thank God for it and I'm looking forward to all that's ahead for our church and I'm full of vision and faith and excitement for what God is going to do into the future and so should you because God doesn't just stop. God is always working, always moving on our behalf. Even when we're sleeping, God is looking after us. God is making plans for us. God is going before us in every season and he's going before us as a church. And so let's believe that and let's step into the future with faith, looking at Jesus and excited for all that he has for us as a church in Jesus' name. And so I want to speak this morning a message entitled, Finding Your Rhythm. Turn to the person next to you and say, I'm finding my rhythm. I'm finding my rhythm. Finding your rhythm. Life is full of rhythms. In fact, if you stop functioning with rhythm in your life, you will die. We have rhythms in our life like eating meals regularly. We have rhythms in our life like drinking water or exercise, things that we do each and every day that we don't even realize that we do until we think about it, like brushing our teeth in the morning and night, things that we do that are just natural rhythms. We get up in the morning, we get dressed, there's rhythms that just function. Your heart is beating, it's a rhythm. If it stops beating, life on earth is finished. And that's because rhythm is part of life. Rhythm is part of a healthy life, and rhythm is part of a healthy church. And if we want to be healthy believers of Christ, there is a rhythm that starts to take place in our life. Rhythms of faith, rhythms of relationship, rhythms of connection with Jesus that just helps us have a life source of connection to God, helps us to be able to function as believers as we should. See, we are focused in this world so much about speed and distance. We want to go far and we want to go far quickly. We want things to happen for us and we want it to happen right now. We're the microwave generation. We want it just to take three minutes in the microwave and then we want all of our dreams and all the things that we desire to come true in three minutes. And the truth is that doesn't happen. It's actually the rhythms of our life that set us on a pathway to achieving the things that God has for us in our heart. How do we go and make disciples to all of the world? We have rhythms where we do that daily, one person at a time. We start to connect with different people. We start to, to, to share our faith. We start to allow the gospel to transform our lives day in, day out, until it overflows and we start to overflow in our world. And we make this decision to have this rhythm of faith in our life. And as we do that together as a church and all over the world, we see the gospel go forward. We see uh, faith start to rise. We see the church begin to expand. We see disciples made. And every single day on this earth, people are coming to know Jesus Christ in a personal relationship. How does that happen? It happens by people living with a rhythm of faith. Now, over the last few years, it's no secret to, to say that many of our rhythms have stopped. Many of the daily rhythms that we had uh, over these last two, three-year period were interrupted, were changed, were affected by uh, stay home and all the things that we changed in our lives that we needed to change during that season. A lot of things were altered and stopped. Now, many of those things were 
an opportunity for us to reflect upon our own lives and say, well, what rhythms do I have that I need to stop having? But then also, what rhythms don't I have in my life that I need to start getting going? And I think we're in a season right now where we need to actually start to find what are some of the healthy rhythms that I need to set in my life so that I can become the person God wants me to be? Because it's not just about uh, the, the output or the outside look, but I, on the inside, I want to become the person God has called me to be. Now, that doesn't happen by accident. It doesn't happen just in a Sunday service. It doesn't just happen in one moment. That happens with us making decisions to have a rhythm in our life, the consistency of being a follower of Jesus. And we are enamored with the spectacular in the world that we live in today. We love the spectacular. But can I say there's something spectacular in the ordinary, everyday rhythms of consistency in our life that help us become the people God has called us to be. See, when you have a rhythm of faith and you make daily, ordinary choices of faith, heaven cheers you on. Heaven loves to see that progress that's taking place that maybe nobody else sees when you read your Bible at home by yourself, when you take a moment to pray in a moment that's stressful and you're anxious and fearful, when you make the decision to come to church even though it's so difficult to get the kids organized and ready and to be there or whatever the reason is, when you make that decision anyway, heaven cheers. And it cheers because it's a decision of faith. It's a decision, it's a rhythm of putting God above our natural circumstances. And so I want to look in Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 this morning, and it says this. It says, so I say, walk by the Spirit. Walk by the Spirit. You notice in the Gospels when we look at Jesus... He went so many different places, but there is never a time recorded that he was in a hurry. He was never rushed. I've never seen a passage where Jesus was running to a place. He walked so many different places, and sometimes he even delayed before he went somewhere, but he never rushed. He was never in a hurry. Most of Jesus' miracles were interruptions on his way to somewhere, but he never hurried through that miracle. He was just walking at a pace of grace. He was walking at a pace that was sustainable. And I think for all of us, we love speed, we love distance, but there's something so beautiful about being in rhythm. You know, when you look at an athlete, a swimmer or a runner, you know, they, they don't focus on necessarily speed or distance, they focus on rhythm. Because they know if their rhythm is strong and they build that consistently, that they will be strong enough to be able to grow in their speed and the distance that they need to go. So it says here, so I walk by the Spirit and, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. And it goes on to list a whole bunch of things that are of the flesh. And then it says in verse 22, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, 
let us keep in step with the Spirit. See, it doesn't say run ahead or it doesn't say fall asleep. It says keep in step with the Spirit. There's a walking in the Spirit. You know, when it says walk by the Spirit here, it's actually when you look at the Greek word that's translated, it doesn't just mean walk, it's a verb, it means keep walking. In other words, when we are trying to live this Spirit-led life that God's called us to live, it's not a one-time decision, it's a continuing submitting to the Holy Spirit and having this rhythm of faith in Him and trusting God to guide and to lead our life. Keep walking. Don't just do it once. Don't just do it on a Sunday, but keep walking by the Spirit. Keep in step with the Spirit. See, a Christian's life, Christian life should be a following of the Holy Spirit. It's following what Jesus is doing. We are actually called followers of Jesus. That's what a Christian is. And so we're following Him. We're being led by the Holy Spirit each and every day. We're being guided and directed by Him as He leads us each and every day. And we have to make that continual decision. I love in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, in the message paraphrase, it says, Are you tired? Are you worn out? Burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Freely and lightly. See, life is like a song and we need rhythm in our life. A song without rhythm is missing a major ingredient. And we can have all the music of Sunday services, all the music of um, just key moments in our life, but if we don't have rhythms, then we'll never achieve and live the life that God has called us to live. See, going to a gym, going to an actual location of a gym does not make you fit. Preparing a healthy meal and putting it on the table but not eating it does not make you healthy. But can I say this? If you do it long enough, if you keep going to that location long enough, if you keep preparing that healthy meal long enough, it won't be long before you start to exercise, before you start to partake of that meal and it starts to make you healthy. And it's the same thing when it comes to rhythms of faith in our life. As we start to make those decisions to spend time with God, to pray, to come to church, to be in fellowship with one another, to make those decisions that are faith decisions, as we make them day in, day out, they actually do us good. It's compounding interest. It makes a change. It makes a, a transformation on the inside of our lives. Does coming to church transform you? You could come and be in the building, yes, and you can make a decision that it's not going to transform you. That is true. But if you do it long enough and you start to open up your heart, yes, it will transform. And the more that you do it and the more you get connected in it, the same with prayer or reading the Word, it starts to transform. And I really believe as a church, we are in a season of finding our rhythm again. 
We have been disrupted. We have been impacted. I was looking over the 40 years of ministry at our church and the video and all the different leaders and, and people that have gone by and all the things that have happened for us as a church. And I thought, I am the only pastor in 40 years that shut down the church for months. No one else has that claim to fame. I'm the only one. I shut it down multiple times for months. And here it is, it's still going. I think what we are doing is we are kick-starting again rhythms in our life. And I'm not just talking now about Sunday services. I'm talking about in our personal life, the rhythm of living out and following Jesus and knowing what it means to be a disciple of Jesus and finding our rhythm of faith again. Our rhythm of evangelism, our rhythm of living for others, our rhythm of living purposefully again. It's finding that rhythm. It's being disturbed and I don't know whether you're like me, but even that prophetic word that we had from Pastor Sean last week, and he, and he spoke over me, but he also spoke over the church, and he talked about the dreams that were, that were in our heart, and then there's been a disruption over the last few years, and some of those dreams, you've kind of wondered whether they're true or not, and, and God's got them in your heart for a reason, and keep believing. And, and if I'm honest with you this morning, some of my rhythms of faith for those things had stopped because of discouragement. And over the last couple of years, just this pause on where I thought we would be and where we are had done me damage on the inside and I hadn't even verbalized it to anybody. I hadn't even said it. But there was some discouragement rot in my spirit that I needed to be reminded again, hey, get back that rhythm of faith. Get back that belief again. Begin to declare it again. Begin to pray over it again. Begin to trust God again. And I just feel like if that's for me, I'm sure there's many of us here that have had those moments. That many of us here that have said, oh, I'm just giving up on that. Or I've lost a bit of passion for this. Or a bit of drive. Or a bit of enthusiasm that once was there. And can I encourage you? Let's get going again. Let's start the engine again. Let's kick start it again like a, like a motor that hasn't been driven for a while. Sometimes we've got to get the kick start on it again. We've got to put on that, charge that battery again and get ready for the future. Get ready for what God wants to do in our lives. John 10.10 10 says, The thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus says, My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. And that's what God speaks over us. And that's what he speaks over us today, that he has great things in store. And so just quickly this morning, three rhythms that build your future and keep you strong. The first one's this, number one, rhythms of faith. So just like our physical heart has a rhythm, and when it's not functioning properly and beating properly like it should, it causes us damage. The same is true in our spiritual life. We need to have rhythm. We need to have rhythms of faith that help us continue to grow. You know, the word disciple, when we look at it in the Greek, the word disciple actually means a disciplined one. And we want the love, the grace, the encounter, the moment with Jesus. But Jesus has given us an invitation beyond just that moment. And he said, hey, come and follow me. And that means come and be a disciplined one. Come and be a disciple of Christ. Follow me and continue to grow and develop and become who God has called you to be. And we can stop at that surface level of convert. We can stop at receiving our salvation, knowing we have a home in heaven, receiving God's grace. 
and, and just stop at that point. But can I encourage you, there is so much more purposeful living for you here on earth as you understand God has given me a purpose. I am saved and I'm called. And as I live out that calling, I'm growing as a disciple of Jesus Christ, a disciplined one, getting rhythms of faith in my life to help me become who God has called me to be. I want us to be a church that is growing individually, making that decision to be a disciple. Now, we can't make that decision for you. That's a personal decision that every person makes. But I want to encourage you today. Let's get that rhythm going of faith and belief in Jesus. The Bible says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. In fact, our whole church is set up to help you with rhythms of faith. Our kids' ministry is about getting rhythms of faith in our kids. Our youth ministry, our young adults' ministry, our young families' ministry, our men's ministry, our women's ministry, connect groups, Sunday services, everything we do is about rhythms of faith and community, helping you grow and become who God's called you to be. And we have these opportunities that are there to help you become who God wants you to be. Can I just encourage you some of the fundamental things that we do, like praying and reading the Word and worshipping Jesus. Those things do things to our soul. They help us grow. They help us develop. They help us become who God's called us to be. It's so important to have those rhythms. We try and do those rhythms with our, our kids. We go to bed at night and we try to pray over our kids. We try to pray for them. And we've got three kids and uh, our oldest, Cooper, uh, he's not Pentecostal yet. He's more, I would call him Anglican. As, as we pray, he puts his hands together like this. And uh, so, you got anything you want to pray for? He's like, no. And I've said, well, why don't we try and think about something? And he just goes silent, mm, got nothing. And so we, we pick a friend or we pick someone to pray for and we just, we just pray and he puts his hands together and it's very serious and I pray over him and he goes, Amen. And it's, it's very traditional and it's, it's fantastic. And then we have Georgia, who is, now she's five years old, and uh, she is full Pentecostal. You go in to pray for her, and then she lays hands upon you. And she lays her hands on your head, and she prays for everything but the sinner's prayer in your life. She prays you'd have a great day. She prays for your health. She prays for every single moment, and she lays hands on you with all the passion that she has, and she prays. And then we have little Hudson, who's 10 months old, and I try and pray with him. He's still a heathen, and he just starts crying and, and, and making noise in, in, in the bed and, and not concentrating. It works him up. But what we're trying to do is create a rhythm of faith where we pray together, where we believe God together, and we try and make prayer fun. We try and make prayer simple. We try and make it straightforward. We don't try and make it so hard that they grow up thinking that prayer is a disconnect. We want prayer to be a connect, a moment that's easy. God wants to hear my prayers. And we never graduate from that as adults. We should always understand prayer is 24-7 Wi-Fi. God can hear us. God wants to know what's going on in our life. He wants us to connect. Jesus had rhythms of prayer. It often says in the Bible, but he would withdraw to a desolate place and pray. God created that rhythm as busy as he was. He always had a rhythm of prayer. What about a rhythm of fellowship? The Bible talks us to 
Consider how we can spur one another on towards love and good deeds. It talks about never forsaking the assembling together. It talks about the importance of fellowship together. What about the word? Jesus says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. As we create this rhythm of allowing the word to nourish our spirit, it strengthens us. What about sharing the gospel, realizing that the, it's not just about us, but there is a mission field to reach outside of these walls, these, these walls. There's people that need to come and know Jesus, understanding that we want to share the gospel. What about serving others? Jesus says, the workers are few. Let's pray that God would send out workers for the harvest and that we would be one of those workers that would serve God in any way that we can to see the promises of God outworked. See, rhythms realign purpose. And I want to encourage you this morning. Let's begin to get these rhythms of faith going. The second thing this morning is this, is rhythms of family and friendship. Rhythms of family and friendship. Family was God's idea. And the endorsement by God was that he sent his son Jesus into family, to be born into family. It's a building block of society, family. Jesus created it that way and he came to earth through the vehicle of family. Because family is important. Family is valuable. Family is worthy of our time and our priority and our friendships are the same. You know, the statistics show us that people with strong ties to friends and family and commitment to spending time with them have the highest levels of well-being. And it's true when we start to take time to be with family. Ephesians chapter 5, it's really a family chapter. It talks to us a little bit about the importance of family and the different relationships. And if you look through Ephesians chapter 5, a lot of it is talking about being submitted to the Holy Spirit. And then it gets to, to verse 21 where it starts to talk about husbands and wives and children and starts to talk about relationships here. And basically what Paul is saying in this passage, if, if you've learned to be Holy Spirit-led, let's see it in family. Not on a Sunday service when everyone sees our best. Not on the, the moments that we just go and put our best out in front of other people at a big event. But if we want to be seen to be Holy Spirit led, we are seen in our family. We are seen with how we prioritize family and our love for one another and our care for one another. It talks about here all the different things that we need to understand with family. And I want to encourage you this morning. Family is important. It's worthy of our time and our priority and making sure we get rhythms of relationship in our family. Rhythms of spending time with one another. Rhythms with caring for one another. Talking about our church family, but talking about our natural family. Making sure we care for those people that we love the most. And isn't it so easy to be focused on everybody else and forget the people in our own home? And sometimes we've had a bad experience with family. We don't, a relationship breakdown's happened or a divorce has happened or relationship with our kids are strained and there's things that happen and I understand that that rocks us and that can make a huge impact in our confidence and, and can really hurt us and can really cause us to be disillusioned. But can I encourage you today, just because a hurt has happened or something difficult has happened, 
don't lose the importance of family. Don't lose the importance of friendships, friendships that build you, friendships that help you become who you're meant to be. You know, the Bible reminds us time and time again through Proverbs the importance of a good friend. It says in Proverbs 19.24, One who has an unreliable friend soon comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. See, friendships influence your future. Who's influencing your future? Who are the friends and the people in your world that are helping you become who God's called you to be? Friends and family are so important. So important to have those rhythms in our life. Let's not forget the lessons that we've had over these last few years to love one another. I loved during some of the lockdowns seeing families walk together in our streets around us and the time that people had together, not being rushed to their workplaces and different things that they needed to get to. All of a sudden, there was nothing on your agenda apart from the 11 o'clock press conference. (laughs) You're just there with your family and it wasn't such a beautiful thing. But you know what? Some of the underside of that is this coming out of this period, there's been marriages under strain. And relationships that have been affected and it's probably brought to the surface what was maybe bubbling under the surface. And I want to remind us as a church that we are a church that believes in strong families, strong relationships. And there is grace for you if things have have happened or things have fallen apart in a way that you didn't expect or didn't happen. Hey, there's no condemnation there. There is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. And understanding there is grace and there is a future for you. And I want to remind you today that God loves you and has a plan for your life. And family and friendship is so important to your future. And finally, rhythms of fun. It says in Ecclesiastes 8 verse 15, So I recommend having fun. Because there is nothing better for people in this world than to eat, drink and enjoy life. That way they will experience some happiness along with all the hard work God gives them under the sun. In my search for wisdom, in my observation of people's burdens here on earth, I discovered that there is ceaseless activity day and night. And don't we live in a world like that? There's so much going on. Have you noticed in Australian society, it's so serious, so stressful, so busy. Everyone's angry. Remember Australia, 20 years ago, we were this laid back, relaxed nation. We were these people that would just love to get outside, enjoy life. We were these larrikins. The world knew us by this laid back Aussie culture. And here we are today. Someone pulled out in front of me. I got to get to work. We can't even say hello to someone as we walk past. We're stressed. We're angry. Hey, let's push back on that culture. We're who God says we are. Let's be like Jesus, not hurried, not rushed, full of peace, full of joy. One of the fruits of the Spirit is joy. Rhythms of fun. Get back to who we are. There's so many things to do. The the list will still be there. Let's take time to be kind, to enjoy life, to find the things that refill your spirit things that refuel your soul and do them and enjoy. I went out for a motorbike ride yesterday to Baragong Lookout and I was 
as I was out there, I, was, I come across, a, I think it was a guy in his late 80s that was out there by himself. And he said, he just, you know, I just love old guys like this guy. His name was Barry. He just starts up a conversation out of nowhere. You weren't looking for a conversation. You weren't even wanting a conversation. And next minute in, a 30-minute conversation with Barry. And he's just telling you about what Australia was like. And oh, I've been coming to this lookout for 80 years. He said, after the war, we used to just get on. We used to just get on the back of a truck. And we just all drive out here, all of our family, everybody in our street that come here, we're just on the back of the truck. And we just drove out here. And I thought, that sounds like great WHS. And, and, and he was just telling me about it. And all the different places. He gave me a tour around the whole lookout. And this is what this is looking at. This is what this is looking at. We spent 30 minutes before I was like, Barry, I've got to go, Barry. But I love talking to Barry because he just had all the time in the world. It reminded me of a time that feels like so long ago where we weren't rushed and angry and stressed and this. But we said, you know what? Every person is worthy of our time. We can love people. We can enjoy life can suck the marrow out of life, even in difficult moments. I had the vomiting bug earlier this week. There's nothing that brings fear to a family like the vomiting bug coming, right? I was the last one to get it. It went through everybody else. It was like, it's like a wave coming. You know it's coming. And then, and then in the end, you start to get a little bit arrogant, like, I've avoided it. <laughs> I read the wave. I didn't, get, I didn't get dunked under the wave. And sure enough, a couple of days went by and no one got it. I got a bit confident and then boom, it hit me early in the week, in the early hours of the morning. And it was horrendous. I made noises that I have not made. It was like a squealing pig. It was so loud and it was so violent. I, I actually blacked out next to the toilet. And then I woke up with, and I was still going. It was so loud that my wife, with such a compassionate, mercy heart, stepped over me to shut the window because she was embarrassed about how loud it would be for the neighbors, 2 a.m. in the morning. I said, thanks, babe. It's for caring for me. I'm like, oh, she's coming over to comfort me. No, no, just stepped over, shut the window. You're very loud. <laughs> Something only a wife could do, right? And we laughed and we were laughing about that. We were just laughing about it. I think you've got to have moments in your life where you can just have fun, even in the seriousness and the craziness and the busyness, and just laugh. And have fun. We're created to have fun. God invented you to laugh. He invented you to smile. It's a little wonder that one of the biggest ways we connect with somebody is with a smile. It's because joy and fun is what we are made to do. The joy of the Lord is our strength. And so coming to an end this morning, can I encourage you? Let's get back to having rhythms of faith. Let's get back to having healthy rhythms of family and friendship. And let's get back to rhythms of fun. These things will all do you good. They'll all bring health into your soul and they'll, they'll strengthen you now, but they'll also give you strength for the journey ahead. These are things that it doesn't matter what season of life you go through, what age you are, 
what's going on in your world. They're things that will always hold you strong. And there's many other rhythms outside of it of fitness and physical things and many other different things that you can do. But these are three things I just wanted to encourage you this morning as we look forward to all that's ahead as a church. Let's be a church that has rhythms of faith, rhythms of family, rhythms of fun in our life that help us be who God has called us to be. So would you stand with me this morning? Lord, I thank you for your church. And I pray this morning that we would be a church that doesn't run in an unsustainable pace. Lord, we're not a church that's just laying in our bed doing nothing. But I pray that we'd be a church that walks by faith, that rhythm, that pace, that's consistent, that's strong, that heartbeat of faith, that heartbeat of family, that heartbeat of friendship, that heartbeat of fun that holds us in the seasons. It's a rhythm that's sustainable. And I pray for it, Lord God, this morning that where that rhythm has stopped, stalled, where that rhythm has been discouraged, where that rhythm has been distracted, God, I pray this morning that you would start to, to get that beat flowing again. Rhythms of time with you. Rhythms of worship with you. Rhythms of prayer. Rhythms of the word. Rhythms of fellowship with one another. Rhythms of family moments and fun and laughter and healthy culture of joy together. I pray, Lord Jesus, that would be us. That would be our lives. We would be those disciplined ones, those followers of you that have a healthy, sustainable rhythm in our lives. And as we go forward into the future, keep our heartbeat, our spiritual heartbeat strong. Bless your people and strengthen them, I pray, for the journey ahead. In Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Come on, let's worship Jesus before we close this morning.